Hello and welcome to chapter 6. In this chapter we're going to talk about strings and chapter 7 is the payoff chapter so we you know up to this point we're still learning sort of basic building blocks and actually we're going to write a real program in chapter 7 so just learn this and the payoffs in chapter 7. So we actually been using strings from the very first lecture because if you print hello world well that's a string. And so we've been doing things. This this little this slide here is all review. Uh, we use plus to concatenate strings. We use print to print them out. Print's just a function that takes as a parameter something strings, integers, etc. Um, we 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 can put digits in strings, but we can't add to them. By now you've figured this out. But you can use things like ints to convert the strings to uh, integers and then print things out. So. You know, we've, we've been doing this for a while. We've been talking about strings all along. Now today, uh, what we're going to do is going to just get into um, strings in more detail. We reading, we input data uh, with the input function. Uh, input returns us a string. Um, and if we want to input a number, we have to run some kind of conversion, like we have to do an int before we uh, take this data that we read from input. You know, and so there's there's things that we've got to do, and we've been doing all these things in uh, in programs so far. But if we look a little in a little more detail inside strings, we can uh, index within strings each character. So each character has a separate position and a separate index, and they basically the the letters are have positions, and the positions start at zero. And the best way to I explain this to remember this is it's the elevators, uh, as we used in one of our examples a long time ago. Elevators in Europe start at zero, and so strings uh, start at zero as well. Turns out in the old days there's some efficiency with the notion of lists of things starting with zero. These days the efficiency isn't the issue, but there's a certain elegance uh, starting at zero, even though in, intellectually you might think one would be the, the first uh, character in the string might make most sense to be sub one, but it's not. It's sub zero. But just remember that. Um, and so we have this operator called the index operator, and it's square brackets. So, um, you know, fruit is a variable that contains the string banana, and then fruit sub one is the character that's in position one. Now, that actually is the second character. I'll keep reminding you until I get tired of reminding you. And so that, that assigns A, the, the letter A, into. Um, I mean, a the letter A into the variable letter. Of course, that's a badly chosen. It's a, either a well-chosen variable name or a badly chosen variable name. Um, and the thing that goes inside this can either be a constant or it can be an expression. So this is x equals three, and then fruit sub x minus one. Well, that means two, which is position two, which is an n, and so that gives us an n. So the index is an operator, and you can add this bracket syntax to the end of a string variable. Uh, you can't uh, index beyond the length of the string. So if I say zot sub 5, well, there's only three characters, which means 0, 1, 2, but sub 5 doesn't, doesn't work. And, of course, we get a happy little trace back. Mm -hmm. So you have to be careful when you're starting to pull stuff out of strings. Although some of the things allow it, some of them don't, and then you'll kind of get used to that. Uh, we can ask how long a string is. And so we use the len function, we pass the string variable, and we pass it into len as parameter, and len gives us back the length of the string, not the position. So it's zero through len minus one. So it's zero through length minus one. 
So length is just another function that we've been doing functions now for a while. You pass in a parameter and then len does some work and out comes six and that goes back into x because the function has a residual value. It just happens to be a built-in function. And so, you know, somewhere deep inside Python there is code that takes this and somebody wrote a loop or looked something up and then returned a return value and sent back a six to go into our x variable. And so a function is there, and like I said, we've been using this for a while. Another thing we tend to do is to look through strings and look at strings and dig data out of strings. Python is excellent for doing sort of these kinds of lookups. And so we can write a simple loop. We can write a for loop that um, creates some kind of a iteration variable like index. And given that we know that these positions are 0 through 5, we can set this to be 0. And then write a while loop while the iteration variable is less than the length of fruit. And remember, this is 6, so it's going to be 0 through 5. 0 through 5 are the, the values we want to generate. And then we can look up one at a time, pull out fruit sub index, so fruit sub 0, fruit sub 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and then print out the position and the letter, index, and then add one to index and it runs, this will run six times, zero through five, and out we go to produce this output right here. And so that's one way of looping through strings. That is a basic um, uh, indeterminate loop, but we construct carefully an iteration value, uh, construct an iteration value and um, work our way through that loop data. The other way is to use a determinant loop, a for loop, and generally when we are able to use a while loop or a for loop, all else being equal, we generally prefer a for loop. And so here we have the for keyword and fruit, and it's an in, and so for letter in fruit, well that just says letter is our iteration variable and it's going to take on the successive values of each of the characters. So this loop is going to run six times, and letter is going to be B-A-N-A-N-A, -A -A, banana. I'm always terrified when I make these slides that I'm going to misspell banana, because somehow I always think that there are two N's somewhere. I don't know. It's not one of my favorite words to spell. I actually didn't choose banana as the constant. The author who I borrowed the textbook from, uh, Alan Downey and Jeff Elkner, they used banana, and so I'm still using banana. So some of the jokes in the book aren't my book, aren't my jokes. They are the jokes of Jeff and Alan. So here are just two equivalent, you know, so you can have the while loop. They sort of both do the same thing. They both just print the letters out one, one time through. Each of these loops runs five times. But you can see how the, the determinant loop, the for loop, is a prettier loop unless you truly somehow need to know this number as you're going through the loop. But if all you're doing is going through and you want to touch in order each of the characters of the string, you then simply write a for loop because it's more elegant. The less code you write, the less code you write, the less chance there is for you to make a mistake. And so the fact that these are equivalent, this is three lines, of, well, two lines of a loop, and this is four lines of a loop, that's twice as many places as you could make a mistake because you might, you know, misspell index or something. I mean, why even make an iteration variable if you don't need to make an iteration variable? And so we can do things that harken uh, back to our iterations and loops chapter where Anything that you can do in those things, like look for the largest letter, look for the smallest letter, search to see if a letter exists, or say, 
count the number of A's in the word banana. And so that's what this is doing. And so we, um, so, so we have a counter. So again, we do something at the top of the loop. We're going to do something in the middle loop, and then we're going to print it out at the bottom. So we start our counter at zero. We're going to loop through B A all the letters. And then if the letter is A, then count equals count plus one. This is kind of a pattern in a loop where we're noticing something and instead of like we did it earlier where we said found equals true, well, we're going to count them this time. So if we have one, we'll get one. If we have zero, we get zero. And how many ever uh, there are, but there should be three uh, because it's going to run three times and there's three A's in banana. And so this is, a, you know, an, a conditional within a count. We've seen counts, we've seen conditionals in loop uh, in prior chapters. And so again, I love the in keyword in Python. Um, it again reminds me of a set notation in algebra. If you're, a, if you're a math whiz, if you're not, don't worry about it. Or maybe you will be a math whiz and you'll say, whoa, this set notation reminds me a lot of the, the in uh, keyword in Python. So um, <clears throat> again, it's for iteration variable letter. Again, don't get stuck with letter. I just happen to be using it here in banana. And that is for each character in the string banana, run this loop once, changing the variable letter to be the particular character that we're pointing at. And so it's taking care, for is taking care of a lot for us, right? And so this is sort of this really smart for loop. The for loop is, you know, both deciding how many times to run the loop, in this case six, and it's advancing the letter. So advance, print, Ad, you know, decide whether you're done, advance, print. 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 Decide whether you're done, I am now done because I, whoop, you know, we're done with that particular string. And so you can think of the four as, you know, magically doing all of this for you of both deciding how long to run the loop, when you're done or not, and moving down through all the successive uh, letters in the loop. So up next we'll do uh, talk a little bit about additional things that we can do with strings.